This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Kristen, last night, Kath and I, and, then, and I, actually I've been here talking to Brittany about it all morning. I, I just cannot believe how good The Office was as a TV show. My God, that show is funny. We went back and started at the very beginning. And the, our favorite line, Brittany, you got to deliver the line because this is our, Brittany, my favorite line from the entire run of The Office with Steve Carell. Yeah, he's doing a confessional and he's like, I'm, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> now that's a brilliant line. It's so, it's so good. You know, I, I love that it's been discovered by another generation. Yes. It was one of the yep. most popular shows. And I, I don't know if everyone remembers, it started out at the beginning of the pandemic. It was still on Netflix. So oh, yeah. when everyone was in that lockdown quarantine period, that's where a lot of people just said, you know what? I need comfort television. Yes. The Office was the number one show that people ran to. That and then Tiger was it Tiger, Tiger King? King. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger King, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about By the Tiger way, King. Joe Exotic is running for president. Did you guys know Ask this? Ask not. <laughs> From prison? From prison. He is running. He's running okay. for president as a Democrat. But by the way, he's already said he will not, if he's elected president, so this is a campaign promise, he's not going to pardon Donald Trump because Donald Trump didn't pardon him. That's right. No, he man. asked Donald Trump for a pardon. I do remember that. Yep. He's holding a grudge, so if you guys elect him president in 2024, just know Donald Trump will not get that pardon. I will never financially recover from this. Yes. That poor girl had her arm ripped off, and he's like, oh, man, I'm so screwed. It's like, what about the girl whose arm is just laying on the floor right now in a tiger's mouth? Sweetheart of a guy. My favorite meme ever is him just standing there going, I will never financially recover for this because people will apply, like, my my wife going to Nordstrom anniversary sale and, like, the husband saying, I will never financially recover from this. Jesus, (laughs) unbelievable people. I mean, and that show was such a pop culture moment, which I honestly don't think it would have resonated at all, had we not been a pandemic and everyone was home, I, I think it would, would have been a blip on the radar. Um, and then Carol Baskin wound up on Dancing with the Stars. So Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. I she did, did season, I want to say season 30, which was their kind of like quarantine season. No. And I mean, every single dance that she did they're like here is a kitty cha-cha and like you know a tiger samba like everything was tied back to tiger king what did he get uh, imprisoned for because i don't remember got to be theft oh, of some kind i suppose i wasn't hiring a hitman to kill carol Bass. yeah what yes. Yes. did he really yes. oh, yes. holy oh, Anna, i and, didn't know that. oh my god you should almost watch this and then the hitman's account of it was wild oh really he was in the wrong state like drugged out Whoa. of his mind, and he was like, "I realized I wasn't in Florida. I was actually in one of the Carolinas." Yeah, and he's like, "Still haven't figured out which one." <laughs> I mean, it is like if you just were like oh, going to the every state and finding the most random, wacky people and yeah. putting together in yep. a documentary with tigers. That's what wound up happening. I just don't understand that whole story. I watched some of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, obviously, because I didn't know that that's how how it ended. Uh, so he he actually was hired for a 
So what do you charge with not attempted murder? No, a conspiracy to conspiracy, conspiracy to commit murder. From there you yeah. go. That yeah. I love sense. how Rudy's like, I got it. It's a I, conspiracy. I've oh. committed many crimes oh. over the years, and I watched a lot of Tiger King. I watched the did you? the after show yes. with Joe McHale yes. when Joe McHale did the thing. You guys, what? I didn't know that. Yes. Oh yeah, he was tar- far too snarky for that role. Like yes. I enjoyed it, but I don't think he did a good job. You need to be a little more vanilla if you're hosting a reunion yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, did you guys remember the I saw a tiger song? Um, I don't so, think so. So no. Joe Exotic, yeah. you know, kind of pinned himself as like a country star, like oh. he could sing. Oh, Turns out that it was like two dudes in Nashville that were writing all these songs, and then he would lip sync them. And in fact, when his uh, his boyfriend accidentally shot himself, and they had the funeral, they played the song, and Joe lip synced it in front of the entire funeral. How? Uh, here's the song. If you guys don't remember it, or if you've never heard it, let him run the jungle. Let him roam the. Oh, yeah. Now remember, he is lip syncing this the entire time oh, in front of in front of people I at a funeral. Could you imagine the cringe? You're just squeezing. Oh, Stand. oh my! So who is gosh. this? So this is it's they you know they bill it as Joe Exotic, right? right. But his they, voice is like this, so it's a, like yes. uh, I'll never financially recover. He's got this like weird kind of squeaky voice, and it's very. In his like tight nose, whatever area, like the yeah. tight throat, and then when he pulls out, all of a sudden this music video is like, "I saw Tiger." So who who was that? And Tiger so, saw man. The guy singing is a guy from Nashville. It's too. Oh, you too, know, we wouldn't know him. No, you wouldn't know him. They, okay. He basically just hired these two guys to create country music for him, and then he would lip sync it. Oh, okay. But then bill it as himself, yeah. like he's the guy who wrote and sang these songs. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. He should it's like be to add another layer of absurdity to this story. When Carol was competing on Dancing with the Stars, her former husband, who they thought she murdered, his family took out commercials to run during Dancing with the Stars to accuse her of, like, like to say, like, finally come forward with the information. We know you did it. And it turns out, and I think it was kind of a non-story, his body was eventually found and he wasn't murdered. Yeah, he was alive. Really? Wasn't he alive in South oh, America? Oh, yeah, alive. That's right. I was like, his body was found. I know. I was like, alive. you said that so weird. Where I was like, we can't refer to humans as bodies, no, Kristen. Yeah, he wasn't mur- that's all. That's right. Yeah, I think he was just in South America. What? Hanging out. Like yeah. Hanging it, out. It, for, the conclu- for the whole story to be that, it was a very under, like, the, the response was not huge. I think everybody just kind of disappeared or we're living their normal life now. But that was like six months ago, maybe a year, where they were like, it oh, yeah, recently. he's, he's I, alive. Was, I would say it was within the last six months that he was found in. It was such a non-story. Yeah. Yeah, this was January 18th of 2023 in the New York Post. Carol Baskin says dead husband was found alive, but no one noticed. And it's just now going. That is, wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Costa Rica is where he was at. Doesn't, didn't he go back and forth to Costa Rica a lot? Yes. Yeah. I thought so, it yeah. Is, but it seems weird to me because Costa Rica, there's so many American expats who oh, live yeah. there. Yep. At, at some point, he had to have been aware that Tiger King was a thing. I mean, Costa Rica probably has Netflix, too. Mm, he must yeah. have known that everyone was accusing <laughs> oh, his ex-wife he right. wanted, of murdering he, him. You know that purposely in hiding. Yes, exactly. You, want, you know he wanted to go disappearing because I'm sure he had a bunch of money issues in America. And he's like, if people think I'm dead, I'm fine with that. Like, plus, well, I'm fine my... Former wife takes the heat. I was going to say, he. I think they hated each other. So him watching her get all this heat, I'm sure she he loved from afar. And I wonder if his family ever issued an apology. I mean, because they spent a lot of money to run commercials in prime time on Dancing with the Stars. That's yeah. not a cheap, like, 
five second commercial, you know, oh, he, you know, here's a hundred dollars. Let's run this commercial. I don't know. I, that whole deal. I watched it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I kind of petered out after a while because I didn't realize that he, maybe I just forgot that he tried to kill him or something, but I don't know. But, but it just, that show got very depressing. At first it was funny. Didn't you find it funny at first? Cause they were so weird. Yeah, you couldn't write these characters. Right, I mean, they're right. actual living, breathing human beings. But then after a while, I just gave up because they, they got so incredibly annoying. Like, ugh, whatever. So, oh, so did it, it turned out you said the, that he turned out he, he was gay. I didn't know he was gay. Oh, yeah, that was a main storyline. He actually yeah. had, at some was, point, two boyfriends. Was that toward the he end of it? was young. No, no, they was, he was always very openly gay. Oh, really? God, I never even noticed that. I don't even pay attention to that shit, I suppose. Maybe that's what it is. Like, oh, good for you. I'm happy for you. Now, that I did watch some of that show. It was a very bizarre show. No doubt about it. Yeah, and it's just so funny that it became like this, along with like sourdough bread. It was like Tiger King. It was like TikTok. Yeah. Like certain things I think I will always remember from that time. But Tiger King really, I mean, Netflix must have been so excited that they dropped it when they did because... <laughs> It, I don't think it would have, I mean, I think it would have been successful for like maybe a couple of weeks or something had it been just normal times. And then I think people would have moved on. This one, people were stuck in Tiger King pop culture for quite a while. It was huge. That hairstyle, by the way, still wins the award as the worst hairstyle I've ever seen in my entire life. Why would you want your hair to look like that? People go like that for Halloween, like Halloween costumes. Oh, I, like, they do the Tiger I, King. I bet they Perfect. do. That would make sense. But I mean, I, what was the point? Didn't it, was his hair like three different colors and it was like layered out and it was just a weird haircut. He just had kind of like a um, bleached mullet with like maybe a little bit of fried ends. There you go. Not a lot of, not a lot of conditioner treatment, <laughs> but boy, could that guy dress. And yeah. sing. And sing. <laughs> I saw Tiger. Jesus, Palomino. So we went all the way from laughing about the, the office to Tiger King and how damn depressing that show ended up being. God, what a depressing show that was at the end from what I hear. It was actually really emotional I, when his boyfriend accidentally shot himself. Yeah, that yeah. was did. Yeah. yeah. He was twirling a gun in like a uh, like a warehouse, like a garage or something. He was twirling it, and there was a guy, and they have actual footage of a guy that was working with him. And the guy, he hears the gunshot and turns around, and then he just sits there with his hands over his face, oh God. watching, and he just doesn't move. He's in, you can, that is the moment you can tell. It's such shock yeah. that this man is in. I can't believe I just yeah. saw this guy accidentally yeah. shoot himself in the head. Why would you twirl a gun that has bullets in it? Oh, like you're, if you're, there's a, you'll go crazy if you ask yourself why yes. these people are doing the things they're doing. <laughs> that bad. Um, that, that's the entire docu-series. Yeah. It's a lot of whys. Oh, why would you do that? Yeah, no, as soon as they were telling this story about, oh, yeah, he was walking around twirling the gun, we all, like, clenched the uh, whole time. Yeah. And that story ending the way it did, yeah, it was, but yeah. it was sad. I don't know why. Like, he, like, he was torn. Joe Exotic was tore up yeah but not enough i guess to, to lip sing at the funeral <laughs> yeah. oh. oh god he lip synced at the funeral yeah oh, okay, okay. all right let's let's get us back on track right? oh, here, here we, we go. go here we go i'm not superstitious but i'm i am a little stitious <laughs> i love that so much i'm a little stitious and the look on his face is quite stitious i will tell you mm -hmm. that 
<laughs> what a great show. Steve Carell. Was he the original choice for that role? Because somebody told me it was offered to someone else, but they turned it down. Do you know anything about that? You know, I think there was a story recently yeah. that someone yeah. did turn it down. It wasn't Steve who originally was the actor they were offering it to. Man, they should have just, the second Michael Scott got on that plane, that show should have ended. Because it, oh. yeah. it went on another three years longer oh, did than it, it should have. Oh, yes. yeah. It was, who uh, took over? Then it was. Well, it, Will Ferrell for like mm-hmm. three episodes. Um, I didn't even know this. Yeah, and then James. Uh, oh, James Spader. James yes. Spader, yeah. James and it was Spader. just like a weird and James fit. James Spader just, you know, he's snarky, but it's in a way that ha- doesn't have a lot of heart. And I think that that's what made Michael Scott so lovable. Like, he would do something terrible, but you knew that. He thought his intentions were so good. So, mm-hmm. well, James also came off a little, dare I say, rapey in a weird way in that yeah. show, where oh, I was yeah. like, um, and I'm not saying he, but there was like this sexual undertone that just did not belong in that show. No. And I yeah. go, oh, we've all been alone with that boss, and yeah. I don't love that. Really, does that happen a lot? Really? Oh yeah, I would say it. I, now I'm, I feel like the circles I run are legit. As heck. But when I was in my 20s, oh, yeah. Really? I, re- I remember working at Red Robin, and one Red of my managers walked into the uh, fridge or freezer, the, you know, the big freezer with me and shut the door behind me and being like, oh, what? God. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that God. was when I was restaurants. Oh. I worked as a hostess at a theme restaurant in New York City. And I would Burger even just King's go behind really the line to, like, restaurant. pick up my dinner because <laughs> we'd get, like, a salad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you were go. It was like going into the lion's den. Oh yeah, I was well, a host. Touched and groped. Yeah, and it, it. I was fourteen at the time, and I remember being like, the first time that happened, and it was years of moments like that of people kind of testing the waters, and you're just oh, like, oh really? Huh. Ugh. And this guy was married with children, like probably in his thirties or forties, and ugh. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing to God. me because when Me Too happened, people were like, it doesn't happen to every woman. I'm like, literally, I was like, it happens to every woman. Sexual assault, sexual harassment, they've had something happen to them. And oftentimes, it starts at like 12. Yeah. Really? And you like the cat calls will happen. And... That's why I was like, thank God someone's finally talking about it because a whole generation, like, you know, the alpha generation can at least be raised with an awareness of, like, you have the power to use your voice and say no and tell someone because we weren't raised with that. No, and it's so funny because when I clipped my brain over to, it wasn't, I, you know, we were lived in a world where it was we'd go to a bar somebody'd get their their ass grabbed or somebody would have something we'd laugh about it it wasn't con- confrontation it was oh we have to laugh about it or if it happened at work you laughed about it whatever when i switched my brain over to how i would want at the time my nanny kiddo the girl i nannied to act and i started applying that to me i was like oh like i won't i don't want brookie to laugh it off I want her to be confrontational. I want her to tell somebody. I want it to be, I don't want her to feel like, oh, we have to make this a joke. Otherwise, we'd bawl our eyes out. Yeah. And be so what loud. I, yell, yell out so everyone else around, like, you know, because oftentimes it happens in front of other people. Yeah. And they don't, Wait you don't even know because they're so good at it and like, yeah. they'll slyly do it. What are they, what are they doing in front of other people? 
I mean, there's the whole like groping. There's the touching. In there's front the... of other people. I've had all the time. Really? I've had people when I was in my twenties on your show. I mean, on not you know on the show at KQ. Mm-hmm. I've had them say the whisper the weirdest things to me, and then go live their lives, and I would tell nobody because why would I tell anybody? Okay, I have a question. Did he have a limp? Well, there was one who had a limp. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I saw the look on your face, and I knew who it was immediately." But you know what I mean? Like it's—it was one of those things where I had—I, I had the mindset of just laugh about it later with somebody or whatever. And you, what? But I didn't want the girl that I was nannying to have that main same main same mindset, and I don't want Gogo having that same mindset. So no. I need to adapt that mindset as well. Like if it happened now. I would have a completely different response. But, man, yeah, in my 20s, for sure, especially in this industry and then in the military, oh, my God. Oh, really? <laughs> to be honest, though, it happens across Everywhere. the board yes. in every industry. Because my dad even called me during, like, the whole Me Too, and he's like, oh, Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my dad was in the aesthetics industry, dermatology, and I, I'd be like, no, no, no. It happens in your industry, but you're a man yeah. and people are talking to you about it because maybe they don't feel comfortable talking to you about it. But I'm like, I guarantee you it is happening on every single level. Absolutely. So why and, don't and the-, the worst of it for me personally was never Hollywood. It was the restaurant industry where I got the worst harassment. It was consistent every single time I went into a shift and it was an accepted part of oh, yeah. the workplace. So I have a question for you. So why do other men put up with that men's behavior like that? Why do because they put up everybody, with everybody, including everyone's been taught to just laugh it off? Like I ah. don't. I don't think it's funny <laughs> in the it. least. It's not funny, and it's I don't you know, get and sometimes it. you would have a playful, and it's you know, because I think a lot of men got like, well, now I can't joke around with anyone, and I'm like, you know, those people who you can joke around with, and it's okay, but there's a line that some people cross that you're like, well, why did you have to go and grab my butt? I just remember. Somebody. Raise your hand across my boobs. That's always the good one. Like a oh, hand raise. Like, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to. I was just reaching for, you know, the book on the shelf. I just remember, too, when all the Me Too stuff came out, there was somebody on um, that I worked with was like, well, now, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm scared to touch anybody at work. And I remember thinking, we would love that for us. Like, from him, I was like... As a as women species, I would like to say that is a sacrifice we are willing to accept mm-hmm. in this. Like, ugh. but don't men understand? And Rudy, you can speak to this as well. That if that behavior is allowed, it's going to spill over on everyone. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Many many years ago, I got a call from an attorney. I got a call from my attorney first, who said, "There's an attorney talking to me about something. I want you to talk to him." And I said, "Okay, no problem." So I talked to the other attorney, and there was a, a person who I was at a party, and she complained to her attorney that I followed her all the way home in my car. She said he was behind me the whole time. He followed me all the way home. There was no question he was following me. I was really kind of creeped out by it. I want to make sure that you know people understand what this is all about. I said to the attorney, I, I got to be honest with you. I live on the same block she does. Think about that. Yeah. I did nothing wrong, and yet there's an attorney who has a thing that says, I followed a woman all the way home from a party, and I know she knew I lived on that block. So what was that all about? Hmm. Right? Well, I think sometimes women, on her side, she probably felt uncomfortable or 
uneasy about something at the party. Well, the timing was coincidental. The timing was coincidental, and you know that's one of those situations where you just have to say, "I live on the same block. We happen to leave at the same time." Yeah, I mean, but there, there is no, there's nothing to it. You're welcome to follow me. Yeah. I mean, because if you're, you know what I mean. If you're guilty, you have something to hide. If you're not, you're like, go ahead, follow me. I'm not following her at all. Yeah, you could have just said, I am terrible with directions, and my garden <laughs> yeah. was out. I don't so know I, what the hell happened. I, I didn't have a choice. I, didn't, I was either that or end up in YZ. I don't know. What would, what would you do? But what I'm but saying I would is, ask also, the woman might have something else going on in her life. But why push it off on me? She could have had a stalker in the past. She could have some trauma in the past that makes her but what would, a little extra sensitive, too. From her point of view, tap into her point of view, what is the difference of you driving to work compared to following her? Like, why would she know that? I don't know. No, I I'm saying because we left at the same time, yes. maybe, I guess. So it's like one of those things where it was just a terrible coincidence because from her point of view, if you were following her, it would look exactly the same. I don't know that I was right behind her the whole time. Well, I don't even remember. Somebody who's good at following. <laughs> yeah, there we're you go. We're aware of it. As women, we're aware of it. And I will tell you, a lot of guys don't realize this, but they're just walking down the sidewalk, and they're following too closely behind me. And I am going to oh, yeah. bet that 99.9% .9 of the time, their intentions are are good. They're just walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah. Door. However, they're... You're all I'm thinking about is the 0.1% that's going to go and attack me. And I'm like, yeah. men, you got to back off and you got to get away from women. Don't walk like right behind them. It is, it freaks us out. Oh, I don't, I don't like it. And yeah. especially, oh man, like garage, there's a garage parking lot that uh, in Minneapolis that I'd always go to that has an elevator and that's the only way to get down. And if I am alone with a guy, I will fake a phone call. I will whatever. Oh, good idea, yeah. And, and not, not because 99.9999%, that guy's just going to his car too. But, like, the amount of stress that it is causing mm -hmm. me is just not worth getting in there with him. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking last week about how sometimes people just have to speak up and take yeah. action. Right. My daughter, this was probably five, six years ago, she was riding her bike home from a friend's house. And I was at that friend's house as well with the parents. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You can ride your bike home. I'm just going to follow behind you a little bit. Yeah. So she was, we were driving on a side street in Richfield. Out of nowhere, some lady comes flying around me, gets in front of my vehicle, slams on the brakes, <gasps> yells to my daughter, do you know this man? I love her. Do you know this man? And I was like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. I was like, that's, that's my daughter we're just coming home from a friend's house uh, she got a big smile on her face she was like i am very embarrassed i said no no no, no. don't be this no, is amazing i agree thank you I so agree. much for doing that thank you, you. have an amazing neighborhood yes. and i would be like keep doing that yeah. always yeah. Yeah. because what's the difference between you and i'll also be like next time maybe get proof because i feel like anybody could say like maybe kindling needs to chime in no, she, yeah because she was like i don't know who that guy is i was like, yeah, like shut your mouth. Yeah, not you a time for jokes <laughs> but also Hilarious. Yes. <laughs> um, that's it. I mean, it, we've been in the situation too often where other people don't step in to help when you could use that help. So, like, that's a situation where you're like, thank you. I, she's totally safe, but thank you. Because if the situation were completely different, you would want someone to step in like why that. Why don't men step up? I, I would hope that after 2017 that more men do speak mm -hmm. up, and I feel like they also, like, the good guys really do help in situations, but there's still plenty of bad people out there, and, you know, you have to be aware of it. And I think a lot of more women now feel empowered to even help other women in good. situations. It just amazes me that men get in their heads that somehow to basically harass a woman is exciting. That makes no sense to me. It's power, though. 
It's power. You're so powerless, you get your power from that? God, what a weasel. A lot of men don't like that women are now out there in the workforce and gaining power as a position, whether it's politics or in the corporate world or anywhere else, they don't love equality. And it might even be more innocent. I mean, in some ways, it might even be more innocent than that is that they grew up in a very, I mean, that was the way people hit on people. It was like, oh, I met my wife at work. She worked for me or whatever. Like, I, I try not to put every situation in malice of like every man is like getting off on the power dynamic is like that's how they learn to communicate you know and that's whatever and like do they need to be taught something else absolutely and I'm not talking about like sexually harassing but maybe like the I really like you in that outfit or this or that like little things where you go yeah we we're not doing that anymore like that's not that's not the vibe here they just go nice shirt nice they do shirt that. where'd you get yeah. it all you right. look nice today. Ended at that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. See, I'm just glad. I know we got to move on here, but uh, let me just say that I'm very, very happy that I find Catherine to be such a weakling. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, try harassing Catherine sometime and see whose ass gets kicked. I'll tell you that. I don't know that I'd want to go toe-to-toe with Catherine. The glare alone. The glare alone, exactly. Just to bring things full circle, it was Bob Odenkirk who was oh, originally considered we, for the role of Michael Scott. There you go. Yeah, we had a uh, listener, Aaron, write that in as well. He'd have been good, don't you think? I think Odenkirk would be. That's great what I said. That's role. what I wrote back. I said, even though I'm glad it was Car- uh, Steve right, Carell, right? Yeah, Odenk- he could have killed that role too. It, it would have just been a different show, though. Yeah, just a different yeah, show, different I agree. interpretation of who Michael Scott was. So, all right, yeah, lamo. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be here for Friday. Friday. Kristen Burt, right. ladies and gentlemen, we've got to take a break. Be right back. Chris Eggert joined us just a couple of minutes. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. We talked to Emily about uh, this a lot yesterday. Got a lot of uh, notices from guys that kind of liked that in uh, that interview. They liked it a lot. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. In fact, acoustic wave therapy is the latest advancement in the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Now, I should mention, by the way, because I was asked a couple of times, I did not have erectile dysfunction, but I am of an age that I want to ward it off as long as I possibly can. That makes sense, right? Sound wave uh, energy is also used to help uh, repair old or damaged blood vessels and stimulate the growth of new blood vessels, which is called neovascularization. Yes, I said neovascularization, which allows for better blood flow. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they uh, treat the root cause of the problem, which is always a good idea. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. This Acoustic wave therapy gets rid of that. It's wonderful. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer. A free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800-952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. I go for my third uh, treatment today. And like I said, this is definitely the route to take. I'm very, very happy I made this choice. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you, by the way. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com.
This is Tom Bernard for Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965, and their name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors, but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. True story. The very best brands live at Niemeyer's. Like the latest from Rockwood by Forest River, number one in their class, whether you want a tent trailer, expandable, travel trailer, or a fifth wheel, Niemeyer Trailer Sales has it all. Plus, they deliver on the forgotten art of customer service with personable employees, often sons and daughters of the third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time. Come explore their huge selection and consult with RV service pros. You will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. The Niemeyer family welcomes you to visit both of their locations in Albertville and Elko New Market before your next vacation. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sale. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Eggert brought to you, the news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Chris Eggert brought to you by Josh Arnold. Having lunch with Josh tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Looking forward. We're going to Jimmy's over there, owned by Mike Jennings. Nice. I love that restaurant. What are you going to get? What's the the go-to at Jimmy's? Well, Josh is paying, so I'm going to order everything on the menu. Just bring it all over. Will you order some to-go, and I'll just swoop by, too? (laughs) Their food is good there. That is really, really good. God, I've known Mike for 40 years, I bet. Long time. Uh, JJ's Playhouse, baby. Back in the old days, Jennings Red Red Coach Inn. You guys remember that on Excelsior Boulevard? No. Jennings Red Coach. That was I might have been the first family restaurant. His father and mother started that restaurant years ago. Great stuff. So what's happening with you, Pally? Is that on uh, Shady Oak Road in sixty two? There is that where you're yes, talking about? Yes, sir. Right there. Oh That's yeah, exactly we went to. Right. Uh, I think we might have went to a Father's Day brunch there a number of years ago. It was really good. Really good. Yep. Mike yeah. does a great job with all that stuff. He's a hell of a nice man too. No doubt about it. So what's going you on in your life? Club sandwich oh, I love the, oh, God, the club sandwiches are fantastic. It's a good summertime sandwich, right? Like, feels light, airy. You know what I did for dinner last night is I walked uh, over across the street because there was a cow there, and I cut his leg off and just held it up in the air so I could smoke it. Jesus. <laughs> My eyes are still burning, for Christ's sake. <laughs> It's like the, it's like the Twin Cities has become like the the big uh, barbecue thing. Exactly. Exactly. We're all just inside of it right now, getting smoked. Smoking your own ribs, man. Yeah, <laughs> right? it was thick. Matter of fact, we went home at about seven thirty last night. We're having a little dinner with the kids and and all that. Um, 
well, there was an argument whether the th- that bright, uh, brilliant orb that was covered by smoke was the moon or the sun, because we couldn't tell. Still, the jury's still out. <laughs> we couldn't tell which one it was. Like, good God. But then we found out the moon was crescent last night, so it had to be the sun, because it was a full yeah, orb. I, I noticed it, the moon um, on my way in two days ago. It was yeah. just a tiny little crescent, and at yep. that point... The smoke hadn't moved in yet. It was it was really cool, but yeah, yesterday was weird when the sun was so so muted like that. It was. It was really odd, and it got heavier and heavier. And they finally went away. What about eight or nine o'clock last night? Somebody said started yeah, going away. And, and getting better throughout the day today. So it, it sounds like it'll it's going to move on through southern Minnesota today, and then kind of get out of our way, and things should be uh, a bit more normal here as we move toward the weekend. So. Because that cannot be good for you, inhaling all that smoke, man. I was driving. Jesus. I was driving the Corvette yesterday, too. <laughs> or, like, convertible in the experience because I had... Oh, that was your red car? Uh, no, mine's silver. Because there was gold. a red one out there with the, with the top off it, too, yesterday. Dang. There were two Corvettes out there yesterday. Uh, we raced later. We did, oh, did a drag you? race. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It was one of those things we I was getting the oil change in uh, my normal car. So I was like, oh, I'll just take the Corvette, live my life. And, of course, it was like, dang, every time I was listening to the radio, dangerous, dangerous air conditions. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I know. Take the off. <laughs> no, no, make it stop. I was like, well, really and nice. I stopped, got a pack of cigarettes, and I thought, might really as well. Nice. Yeah, I put up on Facebook yesterday, I said, it looks like there are a bunch of you whose parents didn't smoke in the car. Because you can tell everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, my mom yeah. used to drive around Marb Reds, middle of July, windows rolled up, no AC. That's what yep. we lived through. I so know. listen, yep. I'm sorry Canada has a little bit of a campfire going on right now, because even they're up there just going, hey, sorry about that, eh? You know, Our bad. We'll take care of that, you know? <laughs> but it's awful. Yeah. Everybody relax. You'll Wait be fine. A minute. Give no. it a day. Chuck Schumer just said a few days ago it was caused by global warming. Oh, that's what it was? Like, oh, oh, God. Son of a gun. Well, technically, can't you say, like, fires are just an ex- not when warm. it's arson. No, no, as I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, how warm? A fire's very warm. Isn't You'd that- think, yes. That would be very, very warm. But these people, honest to God, if I can make money off of your misery, I'm going to try to do it. <laughs> right. Oh, no, she's got. Oh, she's going to be playing with that princess phone all morning now. Hello? Is it the no. bat phone? What I got to go. I'm on, the, I'm on the air. Bye. Weren't those called princess phones when they first came out? Princess phones? I believe so. Does I've it say- never... Say the name on the bottom of it. It says Conair phone. This is a very old phone. Yeah, they were when they first released them, they called them princess phones. There is nothing more satisfying though than ending a conversation and being like, not on my dime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that noise. Uh That's true. You want to hear my impression of how my mother answered the phone my entire life? Huh. True story. Yes. And I don't know why she did this, but my mother's voice was deeper than mine. You have to remember that. So you would call my mother and the phone would ring. You would hear her pick it up. There'd be a long pause, and she would go, mm, hello. <laughs> what the hell is that? Mm, hello. What, what do you, mm, what's the mm for? We have that in our cul-de-sac where we oh, turn the buys longer and longer. So now the little 12-year-old always goes to me, bye. Bye. Yeah, there and you I'm go. like, we well, have to shout then. the whole way out, and it's just now become just insane the way that we say goodbye that's it goes on forever yeah Mm, hello you guys dropped the well i suppose i suppose suppose. such a minnesota thing about that time isn't it (laughs) that both hands Mm -hmm. on the lap yeah slowly standing up 
most people say when they say goodbye, I've been keyed into this lately. Like they almost always go, mm, bye. Mm. Like there's always the kind of the thing like your mom did, Tom. There's a little bit of mm. bye. <laughs> That's it right there. Listen mm. to it. Like, all, and I'm sure it's a Midwestern thing, but I'm, I don't know what I've been all keyed in on that the last couple of days. Every person I talk to, mm, bye. You know, the other I, thing my mother did that annoyed the piss out of me, I never understood why she did it. How some people would say, you know, I, you know uh, you're telling me a story, but I can't quite picture what you're talking about. My mother said, and I will never understand, she would say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I can't feature what you're saying. <laughs> what are you, in a movie theater? I mean, feature? I kind of like you get that the, phrase. I can't really that. feature yeah. what you're... So we're going to use that from now on. You know, I can't really feature what you're talking about. <laughs> Was this in your brain pan movie theater? Is that what we're talking about here? I love I that. Like, toots. I like that too. You guys would have loved Toots. I, you would have loved her, man. I can't imagine any other way. I just, yeah, she sounds so great. And I mean this with the highest compliment I can possibly give from the inner city. She was a tough broad, man. She was what I loving. I adored that woman. Don't you step out of line. No, brother. I'm here to tell you. I, I adored my mother. You guys loved your mother. I love my yeah. mom. Isn't that great? Yeah. She's coming back on Sunday to oh, watch really? Go-Go. Well, yeah, they're, well, just, they're, nice. li- they're living at the cabin now, um, and so they just come in back into town. She's coming on Sunday, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. How about this one? When Andy was born, I said, my mother wants to babysit him one night. And Catherine said, yeah, that'd be great. About 30 or 40 Paul Mall cigarettes? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not happening. <laughs> you know? It's like one day of yesterday. I was even yeah, thinking, like, yeah. what's the equivalent of how many cigarettes yeah, I could have had true. instead of driving somebody, around in my Corvette? I bet you someone knows that. I bet you someone can tell you if you were outside for two hours yesterday from, let's say, 5 o'clock till 7 o'clock, they probably know how many cigarettes you, you inhaled without even knowing it. I bet. Sure. They probably I'm would sure. know that. Who could? Do we have a scientist? Do you have a scientist at Channel 5? Yeah, let me... Uh... Let me, do, you want me to, do you need to borrow my phone? Do you want to get him on the bad line? Yeah. Me give him a call and see if I'm on it. Mr. Wizard, do you have a Mr. Wizard over there? It made I, I actually thinking very nostalgically about my grandmother right now because oh, I yeah. loved, she had this like boat of a Caprice classic, and that thing smelled like cigarettes. And yeah. I, oh yeah, I'm like I love that smell, which I don't. <laughs> I know because you're right your mama. I, I just remember what it smelled like, and you know she'd smoke those like. Capris that were like this long, oh. like they're like one hundreds. We used to we used to Love joke that. that she could smoke a whole cigarette with one ash. Like oh, it yeah. wouldn't like the ash would be that freaking long, and then dink. My <laughs> mother, same story. That thing was like it started out like that, and it go. Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? I remember uh, Thanksgiving one time, my uncle had brought his new girlfriend over. And he was like, oh, wait till you guys see her, man. She's a knockout. And then she showed up. It was like, ooh, she kind of looks like the after picture on a meth billboard. <laughs> Oops. And uh, when she left, my uncle was like, what'd you guys think? And my grandmother did not skip a beat. She went, well, she must be great in bed because she ain't nothing to look at. Oh. That's amazing. At, at Thanksgiving. That was at, it happened oh. right after we cut the turkey. Those well, were her exact words. And what is your? how does your uncle even recover from that? Oh, it, it caused a huge fight. Big fight. I would he, imagine. he left. He, and, but she was like, I'm just telling you, she ain't. Yeah. So you built it up too much. Yes. That's the problem. Absolutely. But at that time, like they were they were both pretty much on drugs and drinking all the time. So it's like, eh, well, honesty is the best policy here. And it was right. like when she said it, the whole room was like, that's a very accurate description. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> that's sad. I'm tearing up. There's no doubt about it. 
So uh, what's the latest in the news? Is there any, any really? See, what we were talking about earlier this morning is I, I now, I got to cut it back from four minutes apiece. Because usually when I get up in the morning, um, while I'm walking, because I do about a mile inside the house, kind of looping around different rooms and all that stuff. So I watch, um, now I just watch, and I'm not, look, I support my friends and all the rest of it. So I watch Five Eyewitness News. But for national news, I watch Fox for about three to four minutes, and I watch CNN for about three to four minutes, and I can't take any more of it. I literally, that whole, the arrogance of those people on those shows has overwhelmed me. Not only, like when you guys come on and you do the news, right? You don't get that, let me just tell you something. You guys don't, don't do that. They both do that. It's like, oh, I know you viewers are so stupid, I better explain this to you. Do you get that take from national news? Uh, I def- there are certain people who I think give that vibe oh. off more than other people. Yes. And I, um, you know, it's, I mean, I know what we've sort of tried to do is be as regular. I mean, you know, no, I mean, you are just you are. talking to each other. We're not because I'm sitting up here in a suit with my makeup on doesn't make me any more special than anybody else. Well, there, let me put right? it this way. So, I got Dave Moore, I got Don Shelby, I got uh, you. Uh, I, I mean, you go down the list of all these people. Frank Vassalero. None of you people ever did that. You were. I, don't you think, though? And I've asked you this before. I know, but don't you think that Minneapolis-St. Paul is one of the by far best news markets in the country? I mean, I for do. reporting. Mm-hmm. And it's very well supported by yep. the community. Like that's something that I, like I worked in Seattle for a number of years and. I mean, people then, if they watch the news, they sure as hell wouldn't tell you that. Oh, no. Right. Right. Most of them would give you the, well, I don't, I, I don't watch the news, you know, kind of, which is fine, like whatever, but they didn't have to, you know, a a Midwesterner will not be that impolite, right? No. Even if they don't watch the news, they're like, oh yeah, I'll have to check it out sometime or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll give you an example. This is a perfect example of what you're talking about. I ran into three friends I've known for many, many years, guys from North Minneapolis. And we're talking about this, that, and the other. And one of them has moved to Carmel, California, right, which I've been there before. It's spectacularly beautiful. There's no question about that. He said, you know, I was kind of worried about this um, because I moved out there, but I loved, you know, morning shows and the the Twin Cities market, and I I thought I was really going to miss it, but... uh, you know, now with the internet and all the rest of it, and I mean, you know this, Tom, uh, you're, you're working that same situation, but I think it's so fantastic because, you know, I'm out in Carmel and every day I get up and I listen to Meat Sauce and the Common Man. Like, you pain in the ass, because he knows we're friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Because Meat Sauce right. and Common Man I are friends, so he had to shove it right down my throat, that pill. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Smart kind of ass. Kind of a dick thing to say. And also, Meat Sauce and Common Man aren't on at the same time. So no, they're not. But <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. That's very, very true. But I just love the fact he had to stab me in the ribs, didn't he? Yeah, well, good friends are like that, right? They know where to, <laughs> exactly. they know where to hit. They know where to hit the most. Yeah, works out I, I think people. I think the people on TV here are reflective of the audience, too. No doubt about it. No question. I, and I think that evolves in different cities and different areas. And the more, the more comfortable you are in what you do and the people you're talking to, I think it becomes more casual. I, I so yeah. I don't know when, you, when you're watching the network thing, I, I don't know. Uh, 
I, I'm not a network news anchor, so I, I can't, can't really it. answer. I can't watch like. it. I cannot. I can watch it for about three minutes. That's about it. No question. I was over in your building yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what a nice. I met so many. Dan- you don't have any pricks over there. They're, everybody that I talked to was really nice. Yeah, it's Chris. A no prick zone. Well, Chris Good. leaves by the t- time you rolled in too. So, well, so there's no helpful. prick at all in the building. Did you meet any of Brittany's walking team members when you were here? <laughs> oh, you mean like Dan Seaman? <laughs> Oh, you want to make fun of Dan Seaman now? Dan's kicking her ass from <laughs> oh, what I heard. Oh, somebody got really quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I heard he he can kick ass with that walking team. Oh, he's killing it. He's I uh, he's currently in second. I'm in third. Julia's Who's in first. first. Julia. Oh, Julia's. Yeah. Well, she doesn't ever work, so that's good. No, she's been playing a lot of pickleball, getting them steps there too. I just started. I, well, I shouldn't even say I started yet. I tried playing pickleball. And now I bought some pickleball shoes that Ooh, Catherine got yeah. for me. So I'm going to start. It was fun, actually, when I played it. I think you'd love it. Yeah, that's what everybody tells me. So we're going to start playing it, I think, maybe this weekend. We shall see how that goes and play throughout the summer. But, no, I wanted to congratulate you guys on that because I met so many nice people over there yesterday. Everybody in that Hubbard building is in a great mood. No, they got the no asshole rule going, which I loved. But just had a great experience. You Good. Know, I don't want I, to tell did you. you eat, did you hit the cafeteria? We did here? not. No, we did not. We uh, just, matter of fact, I was trying to think of Dan because I, I met with Dan most uh, for most of the time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even get like a peanut or anything. I got nothing. Their food there is good, mm-hmm. and it's affordable. So affordable. Yeah. I don't want to say cheap because it makes it sound like it's not good food, but it's like the I love eating there. You know what I learned yesterday? Hmm. And I can't say how I learned this because I've known the Hubbard family, like I said, for fifty-two years, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Hubbard, when he's in the building, you know he's in the building. You know how, going to the cafeteria, that you know Mr. Hubbard's in the building? Hmm. They have oyster crackers. Because yeah. he doesn't like flat crackers. He likes oyster crackers. Oh. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that phenomenal, though? I like me some Hold oyster on, crackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's t- oh, is, he's going to get Chris some. is right next door to it. Chris is literally, next time you go to the cafeteria. He's going to get his oyster mm-hmm. crackers. Next time you go I to the cafe- I always wondered that because uh, I did notice that their, the oyster crackers weren't always out. That's correct. So that interesting. Because of Mister mm. Hubbard, when he, you know, he's in the building if there are oyster crackers. So be careful, Buster. Next- Listen, those flat crackers are my breakfast. I love four flat days crackers. a week. It's. But I talked to Lori. Lori yesterday. She was terrific. Uh, I didn't see. I saw Julia through the window. I met a whole bunch of people there yesterday. But I'm not kidding you. Could not run into it. And they didn't know I was in the building. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. try not to be a prick to Tom. It wasn't like that at all. They didn't know I was in the building, but I went around with Dan and met a bunch of people. Could not tell. Grant was there. Lori was there. I met a whole bunch of people. Cindy, nice. the c- terrific. Uh, but, yeah, you're very, very lucky. I love that building anyway. And uh, really a great feeling in that building, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I agree. I really do. I agree. That front lobby, they got the new front lobby too. Yeah, Ooh. what the hell happened to my K? Put the K back, I know, damn it. I know, it's Pisses so much different off. now, but it's nice. 18 years old, walked in the building, had to put one foot on one side of the K and the other foot on of the course. other side of the K because I was of in course. both Minneapolis and St. Paul, baby. Uh-huh. Ah? Yeah. Yep. Now we're talking. I did that at the Canadian border once too, and they said, stop that. They don't like it when you do it at the Canadian border, you know that, right? Well, they're like, yeah. sir. Please pick a lane. Yeah, and pick a, tell yeah you. exactly. Pick a lane, brother. Get out of here. It's true. So, what's happening in your world? Any any busy uh, kind of uh, busy day for you as far as news concerned? 
Well, they're they're trying to figure out, and I don't even really know what the answer to this is. And apparently, our city leaders and community um, law enforcement community can't agree on how to stop the the kids from stealing the cars because it's become something that's sort of out of control right now. It is. Yep. The county attorney is talking about now finding a way to be able to press charges on them within a matter of just a couple of days, because a lot of times they'll get they'll get booked and then they'll get set right out again after that with and sort of fall through the cracks a little bit. So it sounds like they're trying to work on that. It's an interesting story. I mean, not a resolution at this point, but it's being talked about. Mm -hmm. And in case you were wondering, the state fair is still making plenty of money. Really? That's hard to believe. I know you guys were probably worried about that, thinking that the fair might dry up over there. Yeah. Not just not doing well, but they released their what report for 2022. So last year's fair. And uh, let's see, see. Uh, they took in nearly $65 million in revenue. Oh, oh like good. an NBA player. So the fair's, the fair's doing very well. Uh, in 2021 was the year before that with COVID. And obviously they, oh, yeah. they barely yeah. like, they actually barely made money that year. Mm -hmm. So operating expenses, you know, when you compare that to how many people were coming, but um, they're doing fine. Just wanted you to know that. Thank God. I literally just checked while you were talking there, and I'm now very, very depressed because we got our day we're supposed to appear at the fair this year. Yeah. They sent it to me, and uh, I just checked, and it's actually two days before the fair opens. So, you know. It's mm -hmm. kind of an insult, don't you think? That's gonna... 68 days away, by the way. <laughs> Is it really only 68 yeah. days the away already? The fair 70 days away. Yeah. What are we on? A Saturday? Are we on a Saturday? The August 26th, I believe it is, yeah. Day after my mother's birthday, baby. Oh, it's my wife's birthday. Yeah. 26th or the 25th? 26th. Yeah, my mother's was the 25th, man. Perfect. So it opened. So it opens on, what would that be then, on the, the 23rd? The, no, the tw I looked it up. So Wednesday night is like the kind of like the small little opening that they have. But the, oh, okay. The Thursday morning is when all the, you know, right, right. friggin' yep. nut jobs to line up outside of that place at like 4 a.m. Rudy, how dare you? How oh, dare you? People, <laughs> I, that's, that's a national treasure I right love there. That. How uh, dare you? I look at what some a, of these. What a disgusting take that is. That's not at all. Yes. Chris and I fire him. Got it. <laughs> yeah, on the princess phone. Ah, man, I don't know. But, but, I was wondering this: Who owns the state fair? Is it part it's of the its state? Own, it's the its state. own thing. Yeah, it's owned by the state, isn't it? No. I'm, oh, it's not. No, I don't I think it is. No. No, no it's idea. a. It's. I don't. I don't know what the proper way to describe it is. But it's one of those quasi organizations that Minnesota uh, State Agriculture Society. Okay. So there is a place that. Yeah. So there's something that it's not just like state, but I, I, there's like government funding that goes into it. Correct. There might be some, but the whole thing is it's not a government agency, so there's no. We can't, as media or the public, really kind of know any of the financial workings of it right, because it's right. not a government agency. Um, Otherwise, some of that stuff would have to be. And I'm not saying that. there's any conspiracy theory no. or anything there, no. but whatever's kind of going on there, that's that's their deal. And, uh, you know. Yeah, you nailed it. It says public corporation and a quasi state agency as defined by state law. Like you couldn't have oh. said that more perfectly. Oh, I um, God, I love to use the word quasi <laughs> just to sound smart. Yes. Yes. Quasi moto. You mean like that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know a dog who's got a uh, a German Shepherd who's got a spinal issue, a short spine syndrome, 
And his name is Quasi because he looks like Quasimodo. Oh, Poppy. He's That's too bad. so cute. That's Shut up. Don't laugh, Chris. It's serious. Chris is laughing Chris, his ass off. More than 12 dogs in the world suffer from short no, spine I'm not, syndrome. I'm not laughing at the How the dare you, sir? Injury. I'm laughing at he the was on twi I brought him on Twin Cities Live one time. Aww. You want him on Minnesota Live? I can get him for you. I'll, I'll, let me talk to our... Uh, booking people. We'll, we'll be in touch. Our booking people. I'll see if Quasi's available too. Uh, I appreciate that kind of humor because I often refer to myself as Lieutenant Dan. So sure, <laughs> good. good we, thing. We actually in, at Secondhand Hounds have two short spine dogs, and one is uh, named Cooper because he looks like a mini coop. Oh. Oh. That's cute. Welcome to the depressing hour. It's, Jesus. Yeah. These dogs are thriving. We got kids without legs, and we got dogs, and we got... I'm going to show you Quasi. I don't want to see Quasi. It'll make me sad. He's great. I go to home and see Jude. So you know how like there's a handicap in golf to help even out the playing yes. field? Yes. So for every one step Chris Egger takes, does he get three? Yeah, do you? Is that how? There's Quasi. He looks great. Aww. He's happy. I know Aww. his owner. God, that's sad. He's great. Looks like he's trying Rudy, to... it's a good question. I I'll think... see if... I think I'll you should... Yeah. walking team rule. Yeah, you uh, should get three steps for every one you take. I think that would even it out. Tom, I'm telling you, we got to get on that walking team. That's that's the thing around here. All right, we'll get it done, man. If you want to do it, I'll do it with you. Okay. No question. You guys should definitely start your own team and just to, like, show me. And to, you're going to find out it's so fun. So it's all distance. It's all based on distance. Is that just correct? Just steps. Yeah. Pure steps. Pure steps. So we, like, we would kick their ass. Yeah. <laughs> no question. That's so funny. I'm averaging. I'm almost doing almost every day. I'm almost... 20,000 steps. That's nothing. Nothing? Uh, yeah, let me get the president on the What is that, about two miles? <laughs> what is that, about two miles? I, and also I found out that How I How many miles is it? It's over 10 miles a day. It is not. Absolutely. And how long does yeah. it take you? It's throughout the whole day. Oh, so you do little spurts. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't you're not out there knock like four out straight 10 hours. miles. No. Yeah. I, the longest I run right now is about four miles. Okay. And then everything else right. is like walking with go-go or just everyday walking. So it counts. That's why I run in the you bathroom. You know how stupid I am? Hmm. I once walked 20 miles in one shot. Why didn't I just go another six miles? You could so I could say I walked a marathon. marathon. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. I think it's stupid that you walked 20 miles, period. I was not in a good mood, so that really drove me forward. Did it help? Uh, absolutely. Walking really helps me yeah. not be pissed off at the I world. I agree. It that does. is a good move. Chris, put on his ear thing, so I think he has to go. Yeah, I gotta go. Oh, so, you're so right. I got an earplug. Ear Want to be on my walk? Look at people are yeah. telling me secret things. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> all right, yeah. buddy. Get we'll to the new desk, news desk and hop to it, Buster. All right. Ah! Ah! What do you think of that action? He puts in his earpiece. What a, a pill. He's such a big deal. I love him. He's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Great guy to work with. Always has been a great guy, actually. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Josh is very good at that. We'll talk more about that in the future, as a matter of fact. So, uh, basically, oh, yeah, we better go to break here. Absolutely. We'll be right back in just a couple minutes right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. 
Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Ready, set, summer. Hi, Judd Zolgad here. You know, the unofficial start of summer, well, it's here. Whether you're heading to the beach, the ballpark, or a barbecue, summer is more fun when you are feeling your best. Let Livia Weight Control Centers help you make the most of our beautiful summer day. Join Livia's doctor-recommended program today and get eight weeks free. That's right, eight weeks for free. You could lose up to 15 pounds or more by the 4th of July. I lost 40 pounds on this program a couple of years back, and I'm going to tell you the most important thing. The dietitians and nutritionists at Livia are going to help you maintain weight loss. We've all lost weight, right? Inevitably, it feels like it comes back. Not with this program. It has done right by me, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to do right by you. Summertime is here, and Livia wants you to make the most of it. Call 855 855- Go L-I-V-E-A or visit Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Join today and get eight weeks for free. Again, 15 pounds or more lost by the 4th of July. Are you kidding me? Call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia voted Minnesota's best weight loss program two years in a row. Check them out to lose the weight. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Just went through what could have been a very traumatic moment here in Studio A, the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Uh, I was talking to Brittany and reached over to get something and tipped over a 16-ounce bottle of Diet Pepsi Wild Cherry. Mm. First time in life it wasn't open. He always has it sitting always open on his desk. And it always makes me so nervous. Oh, and I'm very spastic, so I find myself... closed, ladies and gentlemen, still closed. The one time ever. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You and Justin love to gamble. He loves having his cap off his drink just sitting there. Me too. You guys are insane. I don't know why. Well, I, uh, I tend to spill things a lot at home. You know, I like... Oh, it. yeah. Because I'll, yeah. I'll set just a big glass of water down on my desk, right? Mm-hmm. And then I forget that I really have no peripheral vision anymore. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, but uh, didn't uh, one of our favorite uh, voiceover uh, people, didn't he once, uh, I believe it's true, he, he spilled like a 16-ounce uh, Diet Coke all over the uh, console. Board. Yeah, the board. I think it was at VoiceWorks. I believe that's true. Yes. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, Yes. <laughs> That's what I understand. A guy I worked with uh, many times. Really? Like, where did you work with him? Was it any on, like, TV shows or anything like that? Yeah, something like that. Was it really? That's really hard to believe. Yeah. You know, I just saw an episode of that the other day. It's on on, uh, YouTube. Yeah. There's a lot of you guys on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Stretch and Z show. 
but you were interviewing Bob Sansevier. Yes, the Bob Sansevier. He so, loved that. He's, to, to this day, <laughs> he still talks about how much fun it was. It was you and Sanny and, of course, Z. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you all three looked like you were about 25 years old. Yeah, oh, those were the days. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, holy God, these guys at one time were handsome. Well, it's, it's one of the problems <laughs> you have when you've been around a long time. Yeah. Is that it's like, uh, remember remember there was, the, there was that documentary, Al Milgram did that documentary of the, uh, the Dinkytown Uprising. Oh God! Back in the day, going back to to the day. So, right, right. So he, but the thing about the thing about Al, wonderful guy, by the way. It, Al, it, t- it took Al like like forty years to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm I'm he he interviewed me like the day after the uh, the Dinky Town uprising when you know when all the buildings were torn down for the for the fast food restaurant that never actually made it there mm-hmm. and uh, so he interviewed me like the next day so then like forty years later he interviewed me again for this for the same documentary and I and I I came to realize that it's 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 not a it's not a big deal if 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 you're featured in a documentary that was done forty years ago. And it's not a big deal if you're if you're just there today. If you just do a video today, yeah. but when the two are juxtaposed, you don't want to see that. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying, man. I gotta I gotta run some headlines by you guys because there are a couple of things I don't understand. Um, Google got ten million dollars for deceptive abortion ads. How can an abortion ad be deceptive? I don't understand. You either get an abortion or you don't, don't you? Well, anything can be deceptive. Well, I suppose if you go far enough, but, I guess. But I wonder what that was. Bill Cosby sued by nine more women. So that's a headline this morning. Mm-hmm. And here's the one I don't understand. This is not, and I've never done any research on it, so I have no knowledge of what this is all about. Climate protesters smear paint on Monet. What? Well, Why? I know, I know. I don't understand that what at all. What does a Monet painting have to do with climate change? Well, Monet was a, he was obviously a terrible polluter. Oh, so back in the <laughs> yeah. day, his horse pooped more than the other ones? That son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. No, but why would they, why, because this isn't this is about the 50th time it's happened, that they're throwing paint on, on very famous paintings? Yeah, what is the point? What, what, how would, what does that have to do with climate, though, I, on top of it? I don't know. Does any, what's the number yeah. here again? 952-600-2575. If you know, what point are they trying to make by destroying Monet? Beautiful, beautiful paintings. Yeah. What's the upside? Well, it's like the people that are going, you know, we need to take some of these sugary drinks out of school, so we're going to block 94 in the middle of rush hour traffic. And you're like, <laughs> well, what the hell has that got to do with these? Makes uh, yeah. sense to me. Why? Well, now I'm getting, you're just making me pissed off. I want sugary drinks in schools now because I can't get to where I need to go. Indeed. <laughs> And how do people just just uh, email you? Oh yeah, they just use the app. They have the app in the top left corner. It okay, says, "Okay, good, good." Yeah, there's a little talk bubble, and it's either feedback or email the show, and it goes straight to me. What is the point? Because this is about the 40 or 50th painting they've destroyed. What's the point here? I don't think Monet was responsible for those Canadian wildfires. I'm almost positive he, had nothing. <laughs> he was not the arson. No, we can be sure of nothing at yeah. this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's dead though. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, but still. Yeah, you know? for a yeah while. but still. Even, yeah, he, was bu- the, he used to be alive. It was the butterfly effect. Who yeah. knows what Monet did back then that <laughs> exactly. has affected the fires now. You know, I'm hearing some very good things about Monet. That's what I hear. Yeah. 
No, I think it's pronounced money in this world. <laughs> the only thing good you hear about in this world now is money, 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 money. It's all about money, baby. Money talks. So, so yes, maybe somebody could explain that to me sometime. We've got an expert on climate protesters smear paint on Monet. I don't under, That painting had to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, first of all. So they're probably going to end up going to jail, aren't they? I would think it'd be worth more than that, even. Yeah. Probably millions. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Remember a quaint time in life when people used to just go, give a hoot, don't pollute. Yeah. <laughs> you had an owl and a bear, yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly. And now they just throw gallons of you know, Benjamin just, Moore paint on a Monet. Well, you know, the problem was yeah. that uh, was that Smokey the Bear, you know, he, he died of a terrible COPD thing. Cocaine uh, overdose. Yeah, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. It was, Only nobody you. can really. Let's, there's a lot of conspiracy theories of what he died so yeah. don't get you guys don't get controversial on this show they should probably dig him up and and do a real really thorough autopsy thank you, you that's know? what my gofundme account that i've been raising money for the like, bones of smoky i can go back many many years i was hired many years ago decades and decades ago to be the voice of smoky the bear whoa you know that I it, it just it just works lasted all. lasted no it didn't work no this is, I'm not making this up. Now, this was about 40, maybe even 45 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was a different world back then, sure. right? Yeah. So I did the only you can prevent forest fires, that whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided they couldn't use my voice. You know why? Huh. Sounded too urban. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, the bears don't want to be in an urban commercial. Well, that makes sense. So it, you never, know, it never aired. They're so in a they, rustic uh, setting. Yeah, rustic well, well, I should say they used to be. Now they're like everywhere. But mm-hmm. I did this. Only y'all can prevent <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe that was the problem. That I, whole deal. I also think the more you think about it, it is insane that his name is Smokey. Well, his, it really is. Yeah. He is defend. <laughs> it's the one thing he's defending. Yeah. And his name is Smokey. Yeah. Like. Wildfire the bear. How would you even compare that to? It's like if you went to Dr. Death. For well, your, you know, your main physician. They yeah. were going to call him Oxy, but, you know, then mm, yeah, that, that yeah. became See? impossible. So. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. What do you think of that action? Yeah, I don't know. That whole, that whole, I just don't, I'll move on because I've already brought it up five times, but I just don't understand. What the hell does Monet have to do with climate protesters? I just don't get the connection. Judd Zolgad might know. Oh, you yeah. know. If anyone knows, it's Judd. Yeah, Judd will know. <laughs> Tom, your voice is perfect for Smokey the Bear. No, apparently you can't do it like this, though. <laughs> y'all, y'all should start a forest fire now. Put it out. What you think, man? I think your voice would have been absolutely perfect. It would have been great. Yeah, instead I ended been... up being uh, some bear for like a Cheez-Its commercial or something. It's always one of those deals, you know. That's pretty legit, too. Oh, yeah. We still love cheese. Oh, you know what? At my house, though, because I have grandchildren now, Cheez-Its aren't good enough. They have to be extra cheesy Cheez-Its. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or, ooh, they have the extra crisp (laughs) ones. Whose fault is that? Mine. Yeah. I mean, you exposed them to us. You're right. It's my fault. There's no question about it. I mean, that's It's grandkids, though, right? You don't even look like Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the grandkids, seven, five, and one and a half, baby. But you're supposed to spoil them. That's the whole thing. I love. So, like, I, I feel like it's. Yep. I, I feel like you are actually doing your grandfatherly duties by buying the extra cheese at cheeses. 
Well, I just thought it was time after, I don't know how many generations of my family, the men never telling anyone they loved them. So I tell my grandkids I love them every day. I, and I love telling them that. As you should. Makes them very, very happy. I do. I love having kids. I love having grandkids. My wife is wonderful. I'd like to bitch and piss and moan about the world, but I just don't feel like it. You know? <laughs> I, I feel the same way about your grandchildren. You do. Mm-hmm. I know you do. You're absolutely right I, on you know, the I keep, I keep upping the offer with my kids. To have children? Yeah. You know. They're I'm, ever going to happen? I'm up to $75 now. 75 bucks. 75 bucks for the first one who produces a grandchild. Uncle Tommy will kick in 25. We'll make it an even 100. An even buck, yeah. Even, even $100. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. You would love it, and you would be a great grandfather, by the way, because you care a lot. No, I, I really would. You I, would. And I, I would spend less would. time gambling, too. I could see that. Yeah. Not I, Keep yeah. in mind, not zero time gambling. Oh, no, I never said that. You never said that. <laughs> no, I Let the record show. Fun. Or would you teach them how to gamble, Mike? Like, I could see Ooh, that. Oh, there you That'd go. That'd be a fun grandfather well, I, thing. I had, hey, I had all my kids playing gin rummy by the age of four. I I just want you to know, like, I bought Gogo a giant hat, and you are going to teach her the, like, oh, the rules of Canterbury, right? Like, that's happening. The rules here's, of Canterbury. Here's a little story that I think I can tell now. Um, and the people who I don't want listening... Uh, uh, Probably aren't listening anyway. Well, you're driving them all Because they don't like the sound of my voice. But here's the thing. So um, Max, my middle son, you know, he was a – he really likes playing cards, always did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, he's the one who – he once won $25,000 in a – it was like the National Collegiate uh, uh, Poker Tournament. It was this this, this thing – because Max is very good at playing poker – but uh, he doesn't like, really does not risk oriented. Mm-hmm. So there was this big contest, and there were like, yeah, I don't know, like like a hundred thousand people or more in it. Whoa! And so he finished second. So he won twenty five thousand. He should have won the whole. Should have should have finished first because the, you know, you know, it always comes down to one hand. Mm-hmm. And he had something like a sixty two percent chance of winning. But uh, it just didn't go that way. So he had to settle for second. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he comes home from school one day. And now he's a mild-mannered kid. You know, you, you know, sure. you know yep. Max. Yep. So he comes home, flings the door open, throws his backpack against the wall. Ooh. And stomps upstairs, goes into his room, slams the door. So it's like everyone is just shocked. So I figure, oh, all right, I'm just waiting for the temperature to drop a little bit. So anyway, so I go into his room eventually, and I say, what's going on? And he says... Uh, that goddamn Bargini. Now, he wasn't talking about Bobby, my friend. He was no. talking about Bobby's kid. I said, well, <laughs> I, there I, you I go. said, what, what's going on? He said, well, I was dealing blackjack, you know, in homeroom. And he, uh, he, I can't believe it. He, he keeps doing all the wrong things. You know, like he splits kings, right? Nobody's, you don't split kings. Mm-hmm. He said, right. you know, he's hitting on 17. He's doing all this stuff. <laughs> And he's winning. And I said, That's just to annoy you. Well, just to annoy Max, yeah. Yeah. I guess. So, uh, so he said to me, uh, I said to him, uh, well, well, how much did you lose? He said, I lost 40 bucks. Dang. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, he was, he was like 15 at that's the time. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot of money when but, you're in. But, yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, 40 bucks. Uh, I said, yeah, that's tough. I, and I just, I just, you know, gave him a little hug and I said, just keep dealing. You'll get it all back. 
Well, there you go. Yeah, there lost fathers it. would not have the wisdom to say that. You're right. No, they would not. That's great. <laughs> and then, I, of course, there was the, don't tell mom I said that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, uh, you're, I thought of you yesterday because I met uh, a relative of Bobby Barghini's yesterday. Yeah? It's his brother that's married to Julia. Is that right? I think that's it. Um, but, yeah, Lori, her, uh, her original name was Barghini. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from uh, Lori and Julia. A cousin, yeah. Oh, they're cousins. Yeah. Okay, because we talked about Bobby yesterday. I really do miss that guy, man. What a yeah. great guy. Yeah, December 6th. It, he was... died December 6th? Yeah. God, it was that was six months ago already? Yeah. See, I'm telling you, Mike, now that we're of a certain age, like they used to say, man, that time is flying by like there's no tomorrow. I cannot believe that was six months ago already. Yeah. Jesus, over six months ago already. Just... That's shocking. Should never have happened. No, but. you're absolutely right. Uh, he was not uh, not very old, and he was a, one of the nicest men I've ever met. No, I mean, everything in his life was really good. You know, I mean, he he um, you know he loved his grandchildren. Yeah, and he spent a lot of time with them. Um, and you know, one of them played hockey, and he would go. He would drive like 50 miles at night to go see his kid, his grandson, sure. play hockey. Oh and, yeah. And uh, it through a blizzard, it didn't matter. Um, and I, I kind of tried to talk him out of it. I said, you know, well, you know, that could be dangerous. You know, you're 70. You shouldn't really be driving a night anyway, uh, right. let alone in a blizzard right. 50 miles. Uh, he, he just he had to go see those hockey Great games. guy. Yeah. Bobby, we miss you. That's all I have to say. Yeah. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.